This is Jack Scaggins. Would you join me for just a few moments from my heart to yours? The night of November 29, 2016, my wife and I went to bed listening to the rumblings of thunder. At 1.30 a.m., we were jarred from sleep by the shrill warning to seek shelter immediately. In less than the time it takes to talk about it, our house and five buildings of the Fairview Baptist Church were hit by an F-2 tornado. When the sun arose that next morning, I viewed devastation made it inconceivable to me that no lives were lost. We had all passed through the storm. From the earliest days, those who choose to live godly have suffered the storms of persecution. Luke's account of the post-resurrection acts of the apostles, their records, their arrests, their prison cells and stonings and persecutions, of the original disciples and died martyrs' death. John alone lived as an exile on Patmos where he wrote the book of the Revelation. Pagan Rome had its heel on the neck of the early Christians and fickle Jews were busy trying to stamp out this sect of the Nazarene. The writer of Hebrews paints the portrait of those hanging in God's hall of faith, who through faith subdued kingdoms and wrought righteousness and obtained promises and stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens, women received their dead, raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance that they might receive a better resurrection. And others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover, of bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sawn a Sunday, were tempted, were slain with a sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, tormented, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and caves of the earth. Those slaughtered from Polycarp till Luther's thesis hung from the castle church at Wittenberg, too numerable to count. The miles of catacombs cradled their precious cargo and attest to the severity of the storm against the true believers. The inquisitions of the dark ages and the martyrs' fires set by the harlot church, saw men and women refuse to deny their Savior. Fox's Book of Martyrs, James Milton Carroll's The Trail of Blood, expose in details the rigors endured by believers throughout the ages. The answer, of course, is the world was not worthy. This is our heritage today as believers. What will our legacy be to future generations? Will today's passive version of Christianity hold true when the storms do come? Since I have entered this world, there has been no war fought on American soil. I was in Washington, D.C. when the events of 9-11 occurred. I still remember our nation being in turmoil. I walked on the greens between Lincoln Memorial and the Capitol building that night. I heard thousands singing. Groups were praying but there were no enemy tanks rumbling through our streets and no bombs were dropped on our cities. I wondered then and do today 
why God has spared America and my generation from severe persecution. Maybe it's because America was founded as a Christian nation. Maybe because missionaries have been sent from our shores around the world giving the gospel. Perhaps such a plight is on the horizon. I do fear today for my children and my grandchildren that they will not have the America that I have enjoyed and been accustomed to. Each day we hear of attacks on true Christian faith. There seems to be protections extended to every group or religious group except fundamental Christians. When the storms of oppression and persecution come, will God find his followers faithful in that hour? Will we recant our faith, disavow his word, and abandon our churches and embrace the enemy of our soul? Well, many have already done so. Watered-down convictions have been reduced to casual preferences that are negotiable in the midnight hour. The salt has truly lost its savor and has been cast forth and has become trodden uh, underfoot of men. Jeremiah asked backsliding Judah, If thou hast run with the footmen, and they weary thee, then how can thou contend with the horses? And the land of peace, wherein thou trustest, they wearied thee, then how wilt thou do in the swelling of the Jordan? America has enjoyed over two centuries of relative peace. Fewer and fewer contend for the faith today. Political parties, prosperity, and self-promoting religion will not see us through the storms. Jesus will not come back to this world on Air Force One. I do have strong feelings about the state of our nation. What a great time to live. The darker the night, the brighter the light. The second coming of our Savior is near. Prophecies indicate that we are in the moments before his coming. That is not to say that we will not have trials and persecutions in these last days. More likely than not, we will. As long as the world stands, a true believer will be misunderstood and mistreated and misrepresented. Just think, we're never alone in the storms. The promise of the Savior is that He will never leave us nor forsake us. Each day affords wonderful opportunities to express our delight in the Savior and His Word and to choose His truth over the world's lies. Yes, I believe there are storms ahead for true Christianity times when we can show ourselves strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Oh, my friend, I hear the rumblings of thunder. This is Jack Scallions. I want to thank you for allowing me the opportunity today to share just a few moments from my heart to yours.